Hello and welcome back to another episode of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Look who's back in town, my granddaughter. Where have you been? Bitch, I am busy and I am booked and I am so excited to be back here with you, Alec. I know I missed last week's. Everyone, I know you missed me. I didn't realize because of time zones that I would be on an airplane when you were recording this podcast. So my apologies. I'm just such a busy bitch and I'm a chart topping pop music sensation. So you're lucky to have me now. Congratulations. (laughs) So like your does your shit not stink anymore? Are you lowering yourself to do this podcast or is this still a decent gig for you? My shit Don't answer that question. We have a very special guest star with us today. So let's get into it. Oh, another sad departure on All Star Six. Hello, Akirius C. Davenport. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you? You know what? I'm pissed. Uh, tell me about it. I just feel like in life we're giving opportunities, and mm-hmm. in life they get taken away from us. And I feel like you, I don't want to say the word robbed. You're not robbed. Your journey is your journey, but I'm a big Accuracy Davenport fan. And me it's too. a little hard for me to wrap my head around you being sent home. Alec, how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? It's, it's kind of like, that was absolutely sincere, by the way, because this bitch is a lousy liar. She I am. Do, I am. She can't. <laughs> like, like, when we talk about stuff that we like and we don't like on the show, like looks, like if I said, what do you think of this dress? And she's like. I hate it. So she's genuinely upset. I'm upset just because you bring so much to the runway. You bring so much to the show. So it seemed like kind of like a eh end to your time on All Stars. Um, how, how are you feeling right now, having watched the show? Um, having watched the show back, it's very triggering because it's like, damn, bitch, you really brought it. But it's like also like damn, bitch, they really looked over you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I honestly feel like, because a lot of people asked me when I left, why was I smiling? And it was one of those smiles to where it's like, bitch, I knew this mm. was coming. It was nothing I felt like I could have done in order mm. to even get close to the top. Um, So it was kind of like, I was just, I was trying to swim, but I was steady drowning. It's, Something was pulling down at the feet or it's, something. It was all, all the filler. All the filler was pulling you down. Listen. Oh, listen. All Star 6 has definitely showed me the real definition of a filler queen. <laughs> Akira. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we need that sound effect, that, that RuPaul. Chick, 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 chick. What was your reaction when they called you to get on also? Was it an immediate yes or were you like, I don't know? It definitely wasn't an immediate yes. It wasn't an immediate yes uh, because you had the pandemic. So mm. going into All-Stars, I wanted to make sure that I was better than what I was season 11. Um, season 11, I went to that show broke, yeah. basically. So now that I feel like I, if I ever go back to All-Stars, I want to go back financially stable and mentally stable so that I can really do my best in the competition. And I actually did that this time around. So 
when I came into the workroom, it was just a whole nother aura about myself and glow that I had to myself mm-hmm. where it was just like, no matter what, bitch, I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the win, too. Like, I think it's so important that when you walk into those situations that you, like, need to have fun or else it's just like, what's the fuck, what the, what the fuck is the point? Right. Yeah. Ak- Akira, you said that on the first time that you were on, you were broke. And I'm, yes. I'm curious about, like, how does that affect your performance the first time you're on? Is it something you're self-conscious about? Or is it, is it because I didn't feel like your looks made you look broke. I mean, you, you made it so far. Um, so it's really just like self-conscious, you know, I'm one of those people that critique myself so very hard. So mm-hmm. a lot of those outfits I made for season 11, I actually made in my hotel room while I was on the show. Whoa. So it was like, I want to make sure that I'm selling these garments, but it's like, I know I could, I have on some rigged up shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they always say... And they always say, don't be your inner saboteur, but we're on a show where you can't talk to anyone no. but yourself. So how are you not fighting with your inner saboteur? Exactly. Oh. Plus, I no, but all the other girls rarely say you look pretty or you look good, bitch. So the only critiques right. you get are through the judges. So if they don't like you that week, that's the only thing you're fucking hearing. So, of course, I get it. Been there. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's yeah. awful. It's awful. It's the best show ever in the whole wide world. But like, <laughs> it's like there's a there's, there's definitely a saboteur that comes along with it. I'll tell anybody the journey through the process. <laughs> oh, that's what makes your hair fall out. Do you remember the episode in, in a previous season where Alexis was like, "Why didn't you guys tell me that this didn't look good before uh, I went on the runway?" And I always thought, "Why? Do, when did that become my responsibility?" Like you're really kind of like on your own. If if <laughs> if if you can't tell it looks like shit, how am I gonna help? But I will say this though. <laughs> I will say this. Sometimes in the workroom things do look good and then under mm. lights it does not look good. Or sometimes it's opposite. Like in person it looks like shit and then on stage it looks good and then on camera it looks even better. It's confusing to me. Oh Right. And it was one of those things. And of course, you're in a competition. So even if you did ask, do I look like shit? It's like, how often are you going to get a girl to say, oh, no, girl, you look amazing. You know, <laughs> and she knows you're having a trash yeah. bag. And like you pack what you pack tons. So even if you say I look like shit, what am I going to do? Like what, am, right. what exactly right. am I going to do? Thank you. Like the paint is on. We're, we have to go sell it. It's like that joke. What's the difference between an evil queen and a vicious queen? A vicious queen will say, are you going to wear that? And an evil queen will say, you look fabulous. <laughs> exactly. Big welcome, to, welcome to Drag Race. Welcome to Drag Race. <laughs> well, let's talk about episode six of All Star. So we're coming off the elimination of Scarlet. And we found out that Jan and Scarlet had tied votes for the group. Akira, why did you send home Scarlet over Jan? Listen, now that I've watched it back, oh. I really do hate that I pulled Scarlet's list. Oh. In the moment. Tell me why. Being that I fi- I was finally saved. Right. So I actually had the other contestants, the other girls, to tell me the critiques from the runway. In my mind, all I heard was RuPaul said Scarlett made her feel uncomfortable. And so in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, ooh, that has to be like nasty. Bad, bad. That's nasty. Yeah, yeah like right. this has to be bad, bad. 
But at the same time, I also knew Ginger won, and Ginger had made a pact with Jan already. So I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, Jan wasn't going anywhere. Okay. Oh. Okay. I didn't know the about politics. that pact. Did, did you know that there was a pact? Was that something that had happened on air or that happened off camera? A $1,500 pact. <gasps> I love this. Mm-hmm. I love Ooh. being a gay person. <laughs> I love being that- a gay person. I love being a drag queen. This podcast is great. I love Akira C. Davenport because she don't hold back. She pulled up to the gig. She pulled up to the World of Wonder podcast and said... There's a I'm going to spill the tea. So, oh, wait, how does that work? Does she have to make a $1,500 pact with every single queen? Or did she just make it with Jan? Well, I'm not going to say it was a pact, but, you know, we're going to call it sugar from shit. Um, uh- <laughs> she told her teammates on this challenge that she was going to gift them with $1,500 if she wins. Her teammates were Pandora and Jan. So Pandora wasn't in the bottom. Jan was. So I mean, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Wow. Wow. Akira C. Davenport, because she could see through your bullshit. (laughs) C. Thank you. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Akira, I'm obsessed with you, bitch. You are from, you were from a pageant background. You know how to stir up the pot, bitch. You are not you're not stirring, you're whisking. Okay, so listen, because I know that can start a whole bunch of shit. It's not stirring the pot. It's basically calling it's calling out the truth. I mean, it is what it is. We all saw Jan we all saw Ginger tell everyone that she was giving Jan and, and Pandora fifteen hundred dollars of her winning. So I mean, it would only be stirring the pot if I brought some mess that T. We didn't already know. T, you're, you're just speaking facts. The challenge is Rumerican Horror Story Coven Girls. Now, when it came to the casting, you all got your pick. Um, did you want Gabby? Was that the pick that you wanted to do? It was just one of those things where it was so much going on inside the room as far as girls arguing over parts and stuff. Where I was just like, girl, just give me Gabby. I'll be fine with Gabby. Like, it can't be too hard. It can't be too easy. Mm-hmm. Um at this point, I just want to at least scrape the top. So I was like, Look, give me something that I can maybe feel like I can bring a little Akira into mm-hmm. and right. get through this challenge. Right. Now, if you, if looking back, if you could, you, if you could have picked another role, would, which one would you have gotten? I think I would have stuck with Gabby, oh, honestly. No regrets. All right. Like, I don't regret. I, I, yeah, I don't regret my choice at all. No. You shouldn't. Fuck it. Fuck it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. So how is filming with Ross and Michelle when filming the scenes with Ross and Michelle? You talked about your lack of acting experience. You did theater when you were younger. You talked about noticing everyone else's experience. Are you the kind of diva that gets in your head? Or are you kind of just like, it is what it is. I'm not an actor. I'm just going to do my best. I'm I'm not going to say I get into my head, but I also, I'm real big on understanding. So you have, when I first came out, you have Michelle telling me, Akira, that's a little too much. Pull back. So then in the next scene, I'm pulling back and it's like, Akira, you're not giving enough. So then when we're on the main stage, it's kind of like, oh, Akira, you seem like you were very reserved. Mm. It's like, well, girl, I mean, I really didn't know which alley to run down. Yeah. I mean, Silky kind of ran into that, too. She was told that she was too loud on her season. Then when she was quiet, she got sent home. See, it's a, it's one of those double edged swords. It's kind of like, what do I do? You don't know. What, what yeah. do I, I do when I'm not a celebrated white girl? I know, and then, <laughs> and then there's always that one queen who's like, 
I have to stay true to myself, and they always get voted off immediately in that episode. I'm missing, uh, there was a look between the two of you after that last exchange. Were you talking about any celebrated white girl in particular? I think when you're like, uh, we talk about this a lot in the POC drag race community. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like when, when, when you're not, you know, um, a celebrated white skinny queen, like people often look to you as a POC to like tone it down or, or you're being reserved. Oh. We expect you to be a certain way because of cultural appropriation, right? Like you expect, like, oh, a curious Davenport. It's like, oh, because she's black, she has to be like loud and funny. That's not true. Why can't she be reserved and, and, and quiet mm-hmm. for one runway? And then the next yeah. runway, come and turn it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a double standard. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, and it's so crazy because it's also like a, like, as a POC um, on the show, it's like, if we actually start telling our truth or how we actually feel about something, we're now following the category of being bitter. Yep. No, we're not bitter or no, we're not being messy. When we say uh, the truth or when we're telling how we really feel of what we experience, we're now bitter or messy. But when a girl of Caucasian descent says it, she automatically gets the sympathy card or, you know, she's the victim. Um, and I'll also tell the fans just to attempt to understand because a lot of people see us and they already categorize us and they never even give us a chance to, they never allow themselves to understand where we're coming from mm-hmm. or to see it through our eyes or walk in our heels. Mm-hmm. Oh, ain't nobody walking in these heels, honey. Ain't nobody fitting in my size yeah. 11s, honey. <laughs> I'm not a size 11. What size are you? What size are you? What size are you? I'm a I'm a delicate little nine. Really? Ooh. So you can delicate you can pull up to the mall and you can just buy a shoe, and and buy a lovely shoe. Hey, work, bitch. <laughs> okay, now Rumerican Horror Story Coven Girls. What, what what watching it back? Who was your favorite? Is it yourself? It could be yourself. The decor. I'm done with you. Cancel the podcast. <laughs> Stop it. Stop the record. <laughs> It is not the fucking set decoration. I and love like, this. <laughs> and I the love art, this. the art department, no. the art department's like finally oh. a shout out. Finally, we're getting some. Yeah, <laughs> finally, finally some recognition. Finally, no, honestly, my favorite two. So there were two people. So it's going to sound funny um, because this other person was at the bottom, which was Raja. When we first heard Raja's voice, the little lift mm-hmm. and the voice that she was mm-hmm. decided to do. Mm-hmm. We were all team for it, and it wasn't to set her up. We honestly died laughing at mm-hmm. every time she talked. Mm-hmm. And also Pandora. I thought I thoroughly enjoyed Pandora. Well, you know, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a hilarious choice to begin with. So it was it was puzzling to me that Ross and uh, Michelle it discouraged her from it. That, that just came across as a little strange to me. Listen, we have so much more to talk about, but we have to go to a commercial break. We're learning so much. We've learned that Akira wears a delicate size nine and that yep. Priyanka has to drive to a really bad neighborhood to buy shoes. Don't go I really anywhere. Have to <laughs> we'll be back after this commercial break. Welcome back to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with myself, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race and chart-topping sensation, along with Alec Mappa, my grandmother. Hi. <laughs> Alec, I think it's going to be... It's going to be kind of weird when I meet you for the first time. I think we're going to be in shock. Why? Now, I have a question. Yes, yes. i Davenport. How the hell am I supposed to come in after that, after you gave the introduction, <laughs> chart-topping, 
winner of this, what I come in and say, hi, it's the loser of all sorts of sex. You have one thing, you have one thing over Priyanka. You know, she just yes. kind of spit out her resume, which she loves to fart out every two seconds. You you've have actually, to. You've actually met RuPaul and and been with RuPaul a number of times. And and our winner here of Canada's Drag Race has never met RuPaul. I don't know her. She hates me. I remember when I opened for you in Toronto for Pride 2019, I think it was. Mm. Define uh, opening. When it rained, it was... I was her opening act, and she was a headliner. Mm. All right. And um, she was in her dressing room with Silky, and they made me go on a hunt for a bottle of Hennessy. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn. Did you just shove a wad of bills in her hand and say, turn this into a bottle of Hennessy? And it was raining, and it was like there's nowhere to go. We could never find it. You end up finding wine in the building or something. I don't think we ever got yeah. the bottle of Henny. Um, but I will say, I will say this about Akira is that even before I was ever a Drag Race girl, she always gave me the time of day, always. Aww. And she had no clue who I was. There was there was no connection. She literally met, messaged me was like, "Oh, I saw that we're performing together. I can't wait to meet you." Like you're a good girl. You're a good person. That's the Texas hospitality. Yeah, I'm a southern girl to the heart. Yeah, it's really, really cool because like I, you know, like as a drag race girl, you're pushed and you're pulled in so many different directions. And like you meet all these local girls who you perform with and they see you and they're excited to see you. And, 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 and you are left with an impact because they see you on TV. So mm-hmm. it is kind of cool to like watch someone like Akira on TV be even nicer than you ever thought she'd ever be because that that will keep the bookings coming honey <laughs> now have you yes, it will, huh? have you have you paid that forward priyanka you're pretty good about reaching out to people and touching base yeah i try to be but it's honestly like when you're such a workhorse it's sometimes hard to communicate with people it really is it's like really hard people are, you know you open your phone it's like a thousand text messages and then you all of a sudden remember you need to wake from somebody and then you open up the conversation and they've like messaged you a thousand times you're like oh my god like now i have to ask this person for a wig after like ignoring them for weeks you know and it's yet Akira, okay, so i have that and, bad too and yet a curious c davenport when you were absolute <laughs> nobody when you were absolute gum on her shoe, reached out and treated you like a human being. <laughs> Ask Priyanka how many times I've heard from her after she won. It's because you don't love me. You don't is love me. Is it I that don't love you? Or is it you? Oh, wait. Or is it I that don't love you? Yeah, ah. it's you. It's all good, you. I'm happy, I'm happy to announce on this podcast today <laughs> that my U.S. visa is approved, which means I'll be touring the U.S. And I'm going to be in a Curious C. Davenport's bedroom every night. <laughs> Okay, make sure you're vaccinated. Um, double, back, double, you. back, double back, double back, double back, double back, double um, back. Runway. We got to talk about that runway, the goth runway. The internet was very excited about this runway. The internet was so happy they were doing a goth runway. I mean, I'm a big fan of Terry Mugler mm-hmm. and Alexander McQueen. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I, in that moment, I just decided to attempt to merge the two together. And still add some type of sex appeal because Akira is sexy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I came up with. The base of my corset was made by Abraham of New York. And I actually took these individual like leather vinyl feathers and placed them on individually all over the outfit. Oh. So, and I did the headpiece. And so I wanted to turn, the, a lot of people said I should have turned my cross upside down. But at the end of the day, I still have to stay true to who I am and what I believe in. So although it was something 
based around God, I still have to, you know, it's still a curious God. Are you a woman of God? Right. Do you like God? Do you believe in God? Yes, I do believe in God. Okay, well, that's yes, well, exactly, exactly. Just because there's a runway theme, it doesn't mean you have to dis- disbelieve yourself, you know? Right. I love that. I, lo- I love the runways that you brought to um, this season. You know, I re- you know, it's like everybody seemed divided on the Clash of the Patterns look, but it, it, and I loved it. Uh, that was like one of my favorite looks ever. I thought it was so creative. Thank you. And what a lot of people didn't get to see because patterns are a very blah, meh color. Mm-hmm. Um, my skirt was actual over a hundred actual patterns. Oh, like actual patterns that you get out of Joanne's and your craft store. Those were actual patterns that we actually put together and they were safety pins actually at the seams, uh, a whole bunch of like over a thousand safety pins at the seams to add more detail to go into the whole concept of me being this lifestyle, life size pin cushion, mannequin doll. I loved it. And and it was like one of those looks that the details became more and more visible the longer you were out in the runway. Like, I didn't get until you were at the very end of the runway that you had a headdress or a wig that was made entirely out of tape measures. I thought that was gorgeous. So let's talk about this goth runway, the looks, one by one, real quick. Okay. Uh, Ginger Minge came out, and she was kind of like a Victorian doll goth girl. Um, I didn't mind the look. I just thought the length was peculiar. It was very awkward, um, especially with the. It, it's it's just it's kind of tricky that Ginger picks these lengths when sh- she's not that tall, mm-hmm. and then the boots that she chooses. The boots, aren't you so, know, we hate the boots. It's fine. Yeah, we don't so like it's kind of like a. Eh, what's going on here? Was it a flat boot? But I also it, it was it was like a boot with an eraser size heel. I'm dead. Mm. I'm I, mm. I, can't, I can't heal. Mm. So I always, and you know, one thing I do so that I don't seem overly shady, I always say, how would this look on another girl? Oh. If I feel like the judges would have wore this out on another girl, then I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a choice. Yeah. Right, right, right. I just thought the proportions were weird. Um, moving it's not on exciting. to somebody. It's not exciting. Not yeah. exciting. Moving on to somebody who does understand her proportions rather well, we have Eureka who had kind of this kind of um, goth negligee look with this um, Marge Simpson hairdo. Uh, Priyanka, thoughts? Um, oh, here we you go. You know when you open the fridge and there's like old guacamole in the fridge and you, mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. should I sniff mm-hmm. it? Should I just, like, can I still eat it? And then you eat it anyways. And then okay. you, your stomach starts to hurt and you're, you're passing gas and it smells like I don't know what. So you're saying this look is the equivalent of... Of that smell. Of that smell. Food poisoning guacamole. I don't love it. Okay. I don't like it. All right. Um, I want to hear a curious take on this. Now, because you were there in person, less than three feet away. Wh- what was your oh, take no, Akira, on your Akira book? feels the same way. Look at her. Akira, well, I wish everyone could Akira see this podcast. Akira can speak Akira, for herself. No, she, as someone who, who was her intern bringing her alcohol in her dressing room once, I know <laughs> how she feels. I actually, I, I, did, I didn't hate the look. I actually enjoyed the, from the neck down, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't so much say I enjoyed the hair or the makeup. It almost made it more costumey mm. versus goth. Mm. 
Yeah, and we, like we had like, a discussion yeah. last week about like what's the fine, what's the line between costumey and a, a, a runway look? Because there there seem to be so many looks that kind of straddle that line. When when does it cross the line and become a costume? When you look at this photo of Eureka, it's a costume. <laughs> Where am I at? <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We, we we are torturing a queen. Who has who is altered? So uh, who was who's the next uh, a runway girl we have on uh, the goth sweepstakes? We have your your sister Raja, who came out in this uh, in another pantsuit. She's she's brought a number of pantsuits. This was a black pantsuit with a um, with kind of a lace bodice and uh, 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 what seemed to be a bustier top and a long straight wig. This didn't necessarily read goth to me. Thoughts? Well, see, I honestly don't know the definition of what goth is. Mm. Um, I thought the look was very well constructed. As far as standing on side of all of the other girls, yeah, it would have looked like she was the least goth, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, but, she looks like she's going to the mall is what my problem is. Yeah, she right. Like, and see, that's the thing with Raja. I think Raja understands her aesthetic so very well that... When she puts something on, it just always looks like this is the signature Raja aesthetic. What else? Hey, how about this? 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 It's not that it's a bad runway look. It's like if she was to come on stage and wear this, we would all throw our money at her. Like this is a stunning look. Right. That's what I'm saying. But when you're back, when you're back to backing, and 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 people have shit glued on their face, you're like, this seems a little too simple. Oh, I understand. So I think that's why. It didn't come across as powerful when it's lined up against Understood. a bitch with Mars Simpson hair and a bitch with a voodoo doll and then a bitch with, you know, a all white face. Like Understood. Jan- and just and, and Understood. sometimes just a bitch. You know, like it's right. just a bitch. Uh coming up <laughs> next we have Trinity K. Bonet in tool that just went on and on forever. I remember when she sat Very on the good. couch during Antot, it took up the entire couch. And perhaps the entire soundstage next door. I actually like this. Look Very a lot. good. I, lo- I love. I love all the energy she's bringing to the runway this season, and and uh, she has what you have, Akiria, in that she's she's telling a story and giving us an entire three act play the minute she steps out onto the stage. Akiria, are you friends with Trinity? Because Silky isn't. <laughs> not at all. She's not friends with Trinity at all. No, she does um, not like. And she was she tried to be so political about it when she's on the podcast. She's like, and I will confirm that we are no longer friends. I was like, oh, <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say we're not enemies. Okay. Um, mm. I wouldn't call her my bestie. There's a reason why we call mm. each other sisters because we really don't choose our family. Like we are put in this pressure cooker with these girls that are like they end up being family because we go through this really rigorous experience uh, together. Right. I don't right. feel the same. I don't feel the same way though. Oh no. No, I don't. I do not think just cause we were on the same show that all of these girls are my sisters. I feel like, um, with being that this is a choice, um, uh, you can make that decision on who you consider your sister or who you consider your friend or who you consider your coworker. A lot of these girls are our coworkers until further notice. Right. right. I can't call someone my sister and I have no connection with them. Hmm. Let's be completely honest. A lot of these girls won't never mesh. So are we still so, supposed to call each other sisters? Well, well, you have the common experience of all having been on the show and all having had this experience of having, 
you know, you've all had that experience. You could look at any other contestant who's been on the show and said, well, I've you went through the show that I went through. But it begs the question, Priyanka, do you feel an obligation to other people who've been on the show to kind of like be friendly or be friends? Akira <laughs> Davenport, <laughs> you just completely blew my mind. Because think about it. When you're at your job, right? Right. Everybody that works for your company, will you go to lunch with them? No, you're right. This will you me. invite them to your home? And and when you're in that setting, yes, you're friendly and you try to make friends, but not everybody is going to mesh and click. Wow. I'm obsessed. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on before it ends up being Alec Mappa's me- me- mental health podcast again. With oh, me. no. Yeah. My um, mental health podcast, <laughs> Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist, available no. wherever fine podcasts are Never broadcast. Um, uh, coming up next in the in the goth, oh my goth look, we have um, Pandora Box, who kind of came out in this Victorian-looking <laughs> um, gown with uh, a lace mantilla, what, what appeared to be a lace mantilla crown on top of her head. Um, I like this. Um, as a matter of fact, I think with a lot of looks that have been coming out uh, with Pandora, especially this season, it's kind of the best she's ever looked. I absolutely enjoy Pandora's runway this episode. The whole theme of the crying, I don't know, bride or uh, crying, whatever she was behind there, but behind the curtains with the, the it was a moment for me. Like, it mm-hmm. was a head-to-toe moment for me. Pandora, honestly, probably was my winner of the week. Oh, work. I love that. Yeah, Pandora's fucking strong. I think she's slept on a lot. She's been she's been tweeting about it. She's been pretty honest, like, in her tweets uh, uh, recently. You know, people have been tweeting about the show, and she'll tweet back something salty like, am I on the episode this week? It's. I think she feels kind of, like you said, um, neglected or slept on in the, in the yeah. vernacular the kids are using. Right. And see, it just goes to what I said earlier when I said a, a, a queen of Caucasian descent can say things like that yep. on Twitter. And we automatically give her the sympathy card not saying Mm -hmm. she's doing it for sympathy but you know as just even in a joking manner you know she's it's not taken in the wrong way but if i was to tweet something like that then you'd be an angry black woman i'm bitter yeah right or i'm bitter so it's just like eh. but yeah i definitely feel like pandora deserved the win of the week well speaking of people who always feel slept on even though they're not let's talk about jan now jan's runway look was very 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 nice. I loved it. It was head to toe for me. I like that she used a more of a sheer black because it gave her body yada yada more, you know, mm-hmm. definition. I feel like if you wear, like, I love, like, Raja's look and I love Pandora's look, but with all that black, like, it's like, okay, where are the proportions? It's hard to see it. But with this look, I liked how clear it was. Good job, Jan. Yeah. I, I like the way the shoulders moved. I liked how, I like the ribbing, you know, like the individual pieces. It almost reminded me of, a, like, an Elizabethan shoulder, and I like the way it moved. Um, uh, lastly, we have, oh, Kylie Sonique. This was exceptional. This kind of knocked me out the minute I saw it. She served, she has body, yaddy, yaddy. I'm obsessed with this. The lip sync was Kylie Sonique, love versus Manila. I, I, this was one of my favorite lip syncs of the entire season. Um, just, just because I was so fascinated with Kylie's top, I was like, how is that going to stay on top, and I think it actually at one point it didn't. Listen, no shade to Manila, <laughs> but Kylie could have performed by herself because I was stuck watching Kylie the entire time. Me too. And I guess because 
I've saw Kylie on stage before, yes, but being where we, that we were in this competition, she was always so soft-spoken. For her to release like that on stage, I was like, there y'all go. Y'all wanted mama to get loud. This is how she gets loud. I uh. love that you just said that. I love that you just said that because Kylie is like the sweet Southern girl. I've hung out with her a bunch mm-hmm. of times. Nicest, sweetest girl you've ever seen. But she becomes somebody else entirely. She's channeling some kind, some kind of entity on stage that's absolutely spectacular. Priyanka, you were saying? Mm-hmm. It's so amazing that when you finally get to, lit, lit, to lip sync on the show because like a lot of us are just performers. So it's like that's what you let it out. And I think Kylie is that's what she loves to do. She loves to perform and seeing her do it. It's just like so amazing to watch. Work, bitch. Absolutely. Until she won the lip sync and sent Akira home. Um, Akira, do you feel that, uh, you know, Uh given that the arc of everybody (laughs) coming back to All Stars is all about redemption, do you feel like you achieved your redemption this season? Uh, I do. What I set out to do outside of getting the crown, I accomplished everything else. I accomplished Mm -hmm. the... I, I was seen this season. Now, not by the judges. Oh. I was seen this season by the fans. Yes. Mm. So it was kind of like the switcheroo from season 11. Season 11, the judges saw me, but the fans didn't. This season, the fans fell in love with who I really was, and that's mm. what I set out to do. And I also burned a hole in that motherfucking runway, and that's what I set out to <laughs> you do. You did. Mm. You did. And I'm so, so glad you said that because there's a reason the fans fell in love with you. This is my blessing to you on this broadcast. You are really lovable this season. You are really somebody we rooted for, and you you had a glow about you. I mean, even now, well, you're stoned, but um, you look absolutely lovely. <laughs> And happy, you brought an energy to this season that was that was very very endearing. And absolutely, I loved how you spoke honestly about your experiences during the pink table talk and and the candor. I mean uh, that you've shared with us uh, this during this podcast is is the same honesty and authenticity that you brought to this season. So uh, thank you. Hats off. Thank you. Weeks off. Um, okay, great. So the game with the game inside a game. What can you tell us about what's to come? I don't know, but you I do know, so every, and no one ever tells but me anything. I don't, see, that's the thing. Everybody keeps asking me about this game within the game. I was always taught you can't speak of anything you've never experienced. Uh, hmm. That's a very powerful yeah. NDA. That's a very powerful yeah, 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 non-disclosure yeah. agreement. I'm gonna fly to Washington because you're there tomorrow and get you real drunk. I'm bring the bottle of Henny, and we're gonna have a little sit down chat, and you're gonna tell me all about this game within a game. Uh, yeah, but I, see, I can't. Like, can't, okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, could Priyanka, you've been on Drag Race, but could you tell me about All Star Six? You've never experienced it, right? Oh shit! Fuck! Fuck! Mm, fuck! She's got you there. You're nasty. She's got you there. Akira. See. Davenport. See Davenport. <laughs> See how you are. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a delight speaking to you. Before we wrap up, we got a couple of announcements to make. Drag Race Holland Season 2 is around the corner, taking over the world for its premiere on August 6th. Plus, we have a special offer. Check out our World of Wonder store at store.worldofwonder.com for all of our wonderful products and get your merch. You can save 10% off with the code Drag Race Podcast. 
Drag Race España! If you haven't watched Drag Race España, head over to WOW Presents Plus right now. We just crowned the first ever Drag Race España queen, and you can go back and watch the whole season. The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast is on every Wednesday on the WOW, on the WOW Podcast Network. Listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Pre, you have a number of things oh. going on. There's so many to talk about. Ooh, so if you're listening to this, I um, <laughs> I'm on tour right now. So come see me mm-hmm. in the UK. I'm in the UK, hun. I'm going to announce a US tour very soon. Right now I'm touring Canada for my new album called Taste Test that debuted at number five in Canada and number three in Sweden, which is like... It's on the charts. Think? It's so exciting. Like, it's, it's so I'm exciting. I'm on the charts. Like, Congratulations. I, you know, it's just exciting. I wasn't expecting it to happen. And when I opened my iTunes and it said new music and I saw my album there, I just started to cry because I was like, this is like real shit. Like, we could do this. Like, we're taking over the world. I wasn't the least bit surprised because you're you're my hardest working, uh, committed granddaughter. I mean, you're out there nonstop and all this moment is well deserved. So please enjoy it. Where can people find you on your social medias? You can find me at the Queen Priyanka everywhere. Google me, Snapchat, TikTok, a curious bedroom. Ceiling <laughs> <laughs> band of my bedroom. It's going to Oh, you can find me at Alec Mappa, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, you can listen to my mental health podcast every week uh, called Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. We've had on amazing queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. We've had Priyanka. We've had, uh, oh gosh, the, the list is endless. Ben De La Creme, Trixie Mattel, Alaska. So uh, listen to that if you can. Where can people find you, Akiria? Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at A double C. Wait, what is that? I'm dead. Oh, I'm God. dead. She's so famous. Wow. A underscore double C D. You can find me on Instagram. I need to actually merge them all together. And you can find me on Instagram at M I Z Akiria Chanel. Listen, it's hard to merge them together because the fans, as soon as you get on the show, the fans start spilling your name. Yeah. And so once you try to change it, it's like you can't be a Kiri Davenport because somebody else already has it. And it's like, who's this bitch? Oh, my gosh. You are an endless delight. It's great talking to you. Tune in next week and we'll have more official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast fun. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This has been a World of Wonder production. 